Gotta catch them all. We know things. <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? I fucking love it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 184 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, the best damn voice in the business, as almost always, Sam Atora. <laughs> we didn't lose power just yet, my friend. Uh, if if you're hearing this, then all was then all went well while recording. If you're not hearing this well, then this is falling on deaf ears. So yeah, we got matter. we got 50, 60 mile per hour winds. It's it's raining cats and dogs outside. It's it's a mess. Yeah. And so uh, we, we hope you're hearing this and we hope you enjoy the episode. We have a huge episode for you. Like we are back, baby, fully yeah, back it, with all the news. In all categories. Yeah, for real. I mean, we got like a shit ton in gaming, some highs, some lows, some kicks in the nuts. Uh, but then some movies, some music. So we'll go over the the agenda in just a minute. Uh, like I said, big show for you. We got two things to kick off the show before our picks of the week. A call to action for a friend of ours, and also just a little bit of a recap. I know we did a recap of the interview last week, but just a reminder. And then we'll do our picks of the week, some trivia, and our first to eleven win by two. It is four for me, three for Sam. He's catching up. He's tightening the race. Hey. It's only up by one now. Sam will take over and start in gaming. Where, like I said, we have a lengthy section in gaming, a ton of it, and then we'll go to movies. TV, music, a ton of stuff in music. Uh, and then the wait is the hardest part with only one story, but that is where our top three is going to lie. And then Sam will take over for his CGC spotlight. Uh, and then we will get on out of here. I'm excited. We got a lot of reviews tonight and a lot of impressions from things we watched and things we saw. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on one particular game. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I snuck in uh, a little bit, so I'm excited to talk about it since now I've played it. So <laughs> I never had a doubt, my friend. <laughs> before we before we get everything started, let's have a call to action for a friend of ours on Instagram and a part of the comic book fiend club, Sam. So I'll kick it over to you for uh, our friend Inked Jedi. Yeah, uh, my buddy Juan and, and Jen, his wife, um, the, their apartment actually caught on fire. Um, it was last week. Um, a lot of people on Instagram. I saw Juan did a GoFundMe page, and it was so awesome to see, the, you know, the IG, the Instagram comic community kind of just basically we, we got their whatever quarter it was. We got that, I think, within like the first eight hours. So just to see everyone's support to go there and, and help them out in this time of need, obviously, I, I've never not gone with I never went through a fire or anything like that. But if you go on Instagram, if you go to Inked Jedi, I-N-K-E-D underscore J. The number three, D-I underscore, he has the link right in his bio. Or if you follow me on IG, Stampede21589, it's my last post. You click his profile, it takes you right to right to GoFundMe. I mean, I know it's a, it's a horrible time right now, but, you know, as they always say, someone's always, someone always has it worse. And Juan and, and Jen, they, they have it pretty, pretty rough right now. So if we could just send anything that we could just to keep them going, get their spirits up. Please, please, let's let's do that. Yeah, and we'll have the GoFundMe link in the episode episode description as well, wherever you listen to this. So if you don't follow on Instagram or if you don't have an Instagram, fear not, it'll be in the episode description. Um, I think the goal was like three grand, something along those lines, and uh, yeah, yeah, like it, you said, it, it, it got hit quick. Yeah, and, and which it, it was, it, it kind of it, it warmed my heart just to see like so many people, whether you know they 
other like other people in different comic clubs donating like it was just awesome to see that you know they were there everyone was there for for Juan and Jen yeah which is great and anything for a friend so Juan Jen uh, this one goes out to you thank you so much for everything you do for the comic community stay strong stay together and and you'll get through this as uh, as we help you get through it truth so uh, yeah before we move on uh, just a reminder our interview with Pat Williams of House and Home is live now um, really psyched in that interview. I think it turned out really, really well for the two of us doing it over the phone, like in different rooms. It's tough to have an interview like that, but you and I came up yeah. with a system and it's, it's worked. Yeah. You know, again, of course we'd rather do it, you know, in person, but obviously with, you know, COVID still going around, we have to, you know, we have to make do. Yeah. So just a reminder, it's a bonus episode. It's live in our feed right now. Uh, so right after you're done listening to this podcast, as a matter of fact, that episode will automatically start. So when the uh, Jake Fine music hits for us, just let the smoothness take you into the bonus episode and enjoy a band you may not have heard of, but will definitely want to listen to House and Home. And thanks to those guys for spreading the interview around and sharing it and also to their record label, Open Your Ears Records, for also doing the same. We really appreciate yeah, all the love that, and that- support. That's, that's so awesome. We can't thank you guys enough. And shout out to Jason Page for randomly retweeting our interview with him today when the interview was in February. We love that, and we thank you very much, Jason. Yeah, and of course, remember, guys, that's the voice of Pokemon. So if you need a little pick-me-up, definitely check that interview out. Gotta catch him all. We know things. Never, ever, <laughs> ever will forget that day. Never. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into our picks of the week. Sam, I am going to let you start because I have a feeling – uh, you're going to be hyped for this one. Yeah, this was, well, it should be no surprise. I just wanted to wait until that I fully got to enjoy this game. I got to beat it. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Finally he said I beat it. Holy shit. I finally got it done. I, well, I, mean, I mean, if we weren't on quarantine, there's no way I would have had it beat this fast. Because, right. guys, it took me 41 hours to beat this game. Right. And, 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 that, and you know me, like, I looked at every nook and cranny I could, did all the side missions. I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, with the platinum, I didn't platinum it or anything. Like, there's way too much stuff for that, but I definitely did get a lot of stuff. Um, I think they said the average person, if they finished the game in 40, so doing it in 41, I felt pretty good. But just, just to give you guys an idea, this is one of the fastest selling PS4 games, selling over 3.5 million copies within the first three days. That's outbeating God of War and Spider Man. The Spider-Man one surprises me. I think, again, like the Animal Crossing thing, being quarantined definitely helps the game sales, but that's it's great news. It's not like it's yeah, bad news. Yeah, definitely. And IGN estimated that the remake covers about 10 to 15% of the original story. And then I, I was reading an article of one of the producers, and he's saying, you know, for the continued sequels, that he's not going to stray too much farther from the storyline. He's going to try to keep it as close to it as possible. But if you played the original and you played this one, you know that um, it's it's a little bit. I don't even want to tell you. I don't want to give you any hints because I want you guys to be surprised. Because I, I thought this was a fantastic game. Square Enix absolutely outdid themselves. It, no wonder why it took them this long to do this game. When you actually see how detailed and how beautiful this game is, like they they like rebuilt this game from the ground up. The, just the graphics, like I said before, this and God of War previous games on PS4. It was. My PS4 was running at 110%. I, I thought that damn thing was going to blow the frig up. But I never had a lag, though. That was one thing. I mean, actually, I take that back. There was one moment where I was – there was like you're doing like this boss battle, and there's like five of them. And I basically had all three of my parties doing like their whole main attack 
and like the whole screen kind of glitched for a second. I was like, uh oh, I did too much. Like I had everyone's final going. It, it like glitched for a quick second, but then it caught back up, and there was no more problems after that. But obviously, so far for me, this this is a ten out of ten game. Um, th- this is probably going to be unless the last seven is too well. This is my number one for um, you know game of the year. I I, I literally thought this was beautiful. I just can't believe that it was only 10 to 15% of the original game of 41 hours dedicated to this game. And I mean, God only knows how long we're going to get the sequels, but I mean, Hey, you guys are quarantined. If you guys have a PS4, I highly suggest whether you can get it physically, whether you get it digitally, this game needs to be played. Final fantasy seven, the remake. And it'll be in my mailbox tomorrow morning. Can't wait. Hey, if you need it. Nah, Maybe eventually. I um I don't know if right and and I don't really have like the will. I I've stuck on my path even through the success of. I don't have any interest in playing it. Um, but like not because I don't appreciate it because it's like I love the and respect the visuals and the story and all that. I've watched like four or five hours of it, so it's not like I've stayed away. It's just not my style. It's not my cup of tea, and I'm gonna stay away from it. But um, you never know. I mean, hell, if it's if it's free, it's for me. I'm super glad you're enjoying it. When they say it's 10 to 15 percent of the original game, they did stray pretty far away. I mean, I know the whole story. I know all the spoilers for the remake, unfortunately. But like, that's probably another reason I won't play it. But yeah, and, and, and I'm so lucky that I avoided all spoilers. I didn't know anything until I, you know, I was playing it or saying it. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll say, you know. They can't deviate too much because if you go 41 hours for just 10% of the game, that means this game's going to be cut up into like five different parts. Um, that's too much. That's going to take 15 years of development. And, and that's just, that's a lot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking you put the, give it two more games. You have it a nice trilogy. And I, I, I think that's plenty. Yeah. And I think that's the way they're going to go is Final Fantasy seven part one, two, and three. Try to wrap your head around that math. But uh, I, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm loving that you uh, Final Fantasy seven part seven. I'm, I'm loving that you already have a game of the year candidate, which is great. Um, you know, last of us part two, but then the, with the rest of the year in so much flux, I'm so interested for like our movie of the year and our uh, oh my gosh. You know, TV will be I, easy, <laughs> but I think movie and, and game are going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Like my two is set for gaming. It's what's going to be the third movies. I, I, I can't even think of one right now. Yeah, I have one on my list, um, and it sucks because I don't. So I knew your pick of the week this week. Generally, we do not share our picks of the week. I knew it because I originally had Final Fantasy VII impressions for you in the notes, like extended ones. But you yeah. said, nah, get that out. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, because there's, there's no sense of me telling, spewing my guts for the pick of the week. And then we mentioned the game. It's like, yeah, I just spent 10 minutes on it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I knew your pick of the week. I did not share mine with you um, because I wanted to keep it a secret, as we often do. I was I had a game, which it'll be my pick of the week eventually. I had this game up until last night. I decided to have a movie night um, up in bed with my iPad. So I did. I watched three movies. And one of them was good one of them was really good and one of them was this and my friends my pick of the week i'm talking about jojo rabbit oh i i've been hearing a lot of good things about that movie taika watiti written and directed about a young kid who is like a nationalist nazi wannabe who uh has an imaginary friend who is a wacky wild zany adolf hitler and 
It's nuts. Wow. I don't I don't want to give any more than that. It's it's his battle to uh remain faithful to the Nazi in the Third Reich. Um during World War II and stuff unfolds. Scarlett Johansson's in it. The kid who plays Jojo is actually this is his first film ever. Um so if you think about um, I think what's her name? Jillian Fox, I believe from uncut gems. It was her first film. And now this kid, his first film. So these, these actors who are, they're getting plucked out of nowhere and made stars. I love that. Like Millie Bobby Brown, her first real big thing yeah, stranger was, things. was stranger things. And now she's 32 million followers on social media and you know, it's 16 years old. So yeah, she don't even have to work again a day in her life. And it's, and it's, it's cool though, that like these, it's not these well-known actors and Taika Watiti plays Hitler. So, oh wow, and and it's not like the tyrant. It's not like the tyrant Hitler. It's a goofy. Oh, it's it's too, a parody. Oh my God. It, once you once I use it's Taika Waititi, I already know that it's going to be all. Yeah, this is a spoof parody movie. It almost reminds me of like a '90s Robin Hood Men in Tights, but instead of it being that time period, it's World War Nazi Germany and World War Two. Uh, it's really funny. It takes some turns that actually keep it grounded. It doesn't get too zany. It it definitely. Your heart stays in it. Um, there's two storylines that that end up, you know, meshing really, really well. It's predictable, but not in a bad way. It's like satisfying as all hell. Um, I really loved it. It's a comedy. It's a drama. It's it's a lot of things. And at the end of it all, it's damn good. I would probably say it wouldn't pass Uncut Gems, Marriage Story, or Parasite for my top three of nineteen. It would definitely beat out every other game that I had uh, in there. So, you know, take that for what you will. Yeah, that's impressive. I praise. So, there's that. I and I apologize to our to our listeners. Uh, I actually had a call come through. Even though I'm on Do Not Disturb, I had a call come through, and you just heard two beeps. So, inside baseball, that's what you just no, heard. I, no, see, I, I didn't hear anything. It just kind of went silent. I was like, uh-oh, I hope we didn't get disconnected. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's two beeps because I, I think somebody from a company is calling me that I have been waiting for their call for two hours, and now they call me. So that's that sucks. That's that's how it happens. You might friend. hear a third beep if they leave a voicemail. <laughs> so, uh, but Jojo Rabbit, so, so good. 2019, as I look back on it, just like crushed it. It crushed it with all these like unknown Movies, Uncut Gems, Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out. It wasn't the Star Wars and the the, the End Games that that won us over. It was these smaller movies, and I friggin' yeah. love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so go check out Jojo Rabbit, um, and I think it's coming to digital soon. If it's not already available on digital, I think it already is. It's probably out on Blu-ray. Hell, it's it's a, it's been out for a little while now. I think it was 2019 movie, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's got yeah, it's got to be out. And then uh, check out Final Fantasy VII remake as well. So with that, Sam, let's get into trivia. It's four for me, three for you in our first to eleven race. Win by two. All right, here we go. What was the first? feature-length animated movie ever released. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, can Dude, that's a, that's a huge range. Can you give me a, a time period here? Are we talking 20s, 30s? 30s and 40s. Ste- uh, Fantasia. Are you serious? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh, damn. What is- Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, I knew that. Shit. N- 1937. I, I fucking knew that. Damn so, it. so you had you had that at 37. You had Pinocchio at 1940, 
you had Dumbo at 41 and Bambi at 42. Fuck. I think Fantasia was the 50s. Yeah, I was like, I, was, I think I saw that on a list, but it was like way, like yeah, way I, up. Fuck. Yeah. I knew it was a Disney film. Damn. It, I, frick. I would have gotten it right because Fantasia wasn't on your answers. So, yeah, so, so, so you would have went with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Damn. All right. All right. Fair enough. Here's my shot. Still four to three. This is Sam's opportunity to catch up. Uh, Sam, I hope you like movies and geography. Uh, in oh. what's in what state? In what state was the first ever AMC theater? I have no idea. I didn't do my theater research. AMC, where would they start? For chance's sake, I, I gotta at least have a shot. So let me, let me hear. Is it Missouri? Is it Arkansas? Is it Nevada? Or is it Utah? I don't like any of them. Can I get a fresh floor, please? Uh, yeah. Say it again. Missouri, again. Arkansas, Nevada, or Utah? Uh, uh, let's go with... Let's go with Arkansas. It is Missouri. All right, good. My backup was, was fucking... Nevada. Oh, so I'm good. Okay. No, I'm good. I thought I'm good. Nevada was going to be your your guess. Nah, nah, that that was never my. That was nowhere near. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, as a matter of fact. Now nah. to throw it to like flip a switch, their headquarters are located in Kansas. So it's their headquarters are in Kansas. The first ever theater was in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, they kept it nice. Very just, nice. Just a little AMC trivia for everybody out there. Oh. All right, I'll take over in the gaming. We got a couple, we got two reviews, but we'll the first one. We'll start off with the Gears Tactics review. Yeah, Gears Tactics is an excellent turn-based tactics game that does a superb job of melding Gears' famous style and action with the mechanics laid down by XCOM. It's one intense and satisfying tactical battle after another, and it looks absolutely fantastic doing it. It does slightly wear out its welcome with too much of a good thing in its gears grinding side missions, and due to the lack of larger strategic decisions, I don't see it being as replayable as a tactical role model. However, it's a strong campaign that leaves a great impression with some clever, gears-appropriate original ideas. 7-5. 8. Mm, I just didn't think it was that good. He gave a couple repetitive, blah, blah, blah. Right. The side, the side missions probably docked a point, um, and then the fact that it's just a strat or a tactical game and not a strategy based tactical game probably yeah. made that uh, an an eight. But you know the the words excellent turn based tactics does a superb job. I think that uh, that definitely lifted it. IGN's review and very early first impressions. Of Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage 4 is fucking out. Like, let's just start with that. It's not out on a Friday. It's not out by the time you're hearing this. It came out the day we record. So thank you, .emu, and thank you to the team that developed Streets of Rage 4 because uh, we get to play it, baby. Here comes IGN's review. Streets of Rage 4 delivers the greatest hits of the classic series 
and is at its best when played with at least one friend. If the primary focus was delivering a traditional Streets of Rage experience with a modern cone of paint, it absolutely succeeds. But while it layers on a few and a few new and interesting mechanics, it's still a very conservative update to the quarter-century-old format that makes it feel like a slave to the past. Oh my god. Eight. Seven. Seven. It's out now on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One. And before I go into my impressions, I'd like to say fuck you to IGN because this is the only goddamn outlet I found that had anything negative to say about this game. 8.5s, 9s, 9.5s across the board. Um, Giant Bomb had something to say, but that's because the guy who uh, owns Giant Bomb didn't like it. So it's not like it was a negative review. It's just not his style. So like IGN, they they even went so fucking far. A, they spoiled a boss battle uh, that is oh. that is key to returning fans because you'd love to see this guy who wasn't a playable character but turns out to be an enemy. So go fuck yourself there because they, they showed him in the video review as a boss battle. So great job, dicks. And then secondly, uh, uh, they show Streets of Rage 3 footage or I'm sorry, Streets of Rage 2 footage, but thought it was Streets of Rage 3. They, they clearly don't like have a love and passion for the franchise. They just got someone to review it. So like this was a pretty inept review. Uh, That's a shame, though. Go read anyone else's. Don't go to IGN for this one. And I, I think we can say that for a lot of things, you know, high, low. But IGN is just a consistent source of reviews. And because... We use their site as one of our main sources for stories. We just use their reviews. We could use Metacritic and GameSpot and stuff, but there's this thing called laziness, and I suffer from it. So <laughs> we tend to just use IGN. But yeah. I've, I've played Streets of Rage 4. Um, I finally got to download it in a brief hot minute between some issues that I was having today, uh, and I don't need to be online to play it. So once it downloaded, I got to enjoy it from, I don't know, Four to five, and well, I still got at least an hour in there. Uh, and six thirty to seven thirty. So, I got two hours into it. I am nine stages into it out of eleven. So I've almost oh. I've almost beaten it. So I can say that this is not necessarily very early anymore. I can say that I thought I was going to play twenty <laughs> minutes, and I've no, played I was for two hours. Say, Christ, you basically beat the damn game already. Yeah, I mean it's a beat 'em up. There's not. Yeah, you know, you yeah, know what I mean? no, it's, no, it's a I, classic I beat 'em up in Streets of Rage. So it's like, you know, you're not getting super like a ton of meat on the bones. You're getting 11 to 12 stages of, of beat 'em up goodness. Plus, for the sake of the podcast, I put it on easy for my first playthrough because I wanted to just get through it as much as possible so I could tell you more. And like, no, smart there are things about this version that enhance it in so many ways from its predecessors. For example, we are on an elevator in every Streets of Rage game. There's a fucking elevator level where a bunch of enemies come down from the top and you got to fight them and stuff. It happens in like so many action games, right? Yeah. In this one, the elevator is made of glass. And if you hit the wall too many times, the wall breaks and you can throw your enemies out the fucking elevator. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, it's little touches like that. One instant, like an instant kill. I grab my throw them. They go <laughs> splat. Uh, there's a level on a bridge. Well, guess what? The bridge is getting construction and the construction, there's potholes. I can throw my enemies down the pothole. They fall off the bridge and die. There's like (laughs) little things that this game does like that, that you couldn't do before. And with the new mechanics, you can chain combo. You can, um, get people up against the side of the screen and keep them like, um, 
chain comboed like uh, what juggle them it's called in fighting games where I can just kind of keep hitting them. But there are like a ton of enemies. The bosses are super hard. Some in some stages you get two bosses and not just one. Uh, you know, double the fun there. Um, I've played as I'm playing right now. My first playthrough is Axel. He's a classic character. Yeah, yeah, I know Axel. Yeah, he's classic character. Axel Blaze, um, Adam. Uh, he comes back. I think his name's Adam. Adam uh, Hero or something. Yeah, and there's a shit ton of like unlockables. Oh my god, there's a sh- I haven't unlocked dick yet except for one character who's actually get unlocked because of the story not because of anything i did i believe it's because i'm playing on easy and i don't get a lot of like points i haven't gotten an a yet in any you get ranked at the end of every stage and then oh, that, like a devil may cry right and then those ranks turns into points and then the points you you get added to a lifetime score that gets added up through all your playthroughs basically that get attached to your profile and you have to get so many points to unlock things so it entices replayability and I just Smart. when you play on easy, you just don't get very high points because it's it's on easy. Is, so. it, is it is it just easy, normal, hard? Uh, no, there's five: easy, normal, hard, very hard, and mania or insane. I can't remember, but like I haven't unlocked the last hard one because you had, I think you got to beat it on one or yep. multiple of the other ones first. But yeah, like probably you have to beat on hard or something yeah. to get that. I mean, the game takes place ten years after two or three. I can't remember. I think three. And Axel's worn to shit. Blaze looks a little older. Um, and then like in streets or H3, you could play as a kangaroo. Okay. I'm going through the game. I'm going through the game. And in the background, there's the kangaroo. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Like little touches, little touches like that make it so much fun. And it's not just like the knife and the pipe and like the stuff like, and a sword that you can hit people with. There's chemicals, there's Molotovs, there's poison, there's acid, there's dynamite, there's grenades. So like, there's a ton of different, there's, uh, uh, ninja pokey sticks. I don't know what to call them. There's pool cues. Like you can have so many different items. And how about this for a nice touch, real nice touch in the original game. When you break open like a trash can or a table or something, and you find the food and you pick it up. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, health, yeah. it's, yeah, it's usually a cake is the small health and a big old Turkey is the big health in, yeah. in this game. You can pick what food you want. It doesn't oh, wow. it doesn't change the amount of health you get back, but there's a small food pickup and a big food pickup. So mine are a slice of pizza and a turkey. <laughs> nice, it, it's nice. like little touches like that. Yeah, I, yeah. How much was this game again? Uh, it's actually on sale on Nintendo Switch right now. Like crazy. It's already 10% off. I got it for $21. Wow. So it's normally 25. I had some Nintendo gold points plus the 10% sale and I got it for $21. Um, super psyched on it. I am looking forward to playing through as Cherry Hunter. She is the fast character of the game, and she also has a guitar in her back that she uses as a weapon. Um, so I, I can't wait to play as her. She'll be my next playthrough, and then I'll probably cycle through because at that point I'll be unlocking the old characters, yes, in their old sprite work. So I'm psyched on that. Oh, awesome. Um, here's a gameplay mechanic I like. In the game, whenever you use a special move, there's like a give and take to it. When you use the special move, it takes health away. So that, that way you don't just spam it over and over. In this game, when you use your special and you deplete the health, the health doesn't go away right away. You can actually then cha- uh, use your regular punches and kicks and get your health back. Oh, I like that. Okay, that's different. Yeah, so like let's that. say I lose, let's just call it 10% of my health by doing a special. If I don't get hit, if I get hit, then it's over. I lose that health. But if I don't get hit and I chain combo somebody with regular punches and kicks, I can slowly uh-huh. gain that health back. I got you. Yeah, it's pretty rad. 
Um, I also love that there's a story, so it doesn't just go level, 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 level. It's level, cutscene, level, cutscene, level, cutscene, and it tells a story. Mr. X, the uh, antagonist of the Streets of Rage 2, he has kids. They're twins. They're the Y twins, so Mr. X and the Y twins, and now they are the evil corporation that wants to take over the world by blasting uh, hypnotizing music all throughout the city and brainwashing everyone. So it's cheesy as all get out. Yeah. Um, it's the best streets of rage I've ever played. Damn already. Okay. Yeah. You don't need, because they're all so similar. You, you don't need to play it through to the end and to know because two didn't really have a story. You just went, you beat people up in Wood Oak city and you figure it out. Um, you know, it, it's so far as the best it looks, it's hand-drawn art. It's not pixels. Dude, it looks so beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I'm lucky enough that I was able to watch some gameplay. That's when I kind of saw all of these characters that they're bringing that, that you can actually play eventually. I was like, oh my god, this game looks awesome. Yeah, so it's on PS4. It's on Xbox One. Uh, Pope Joy and I love to play it co-op. Whenever he'd come over, we'd go through a run of Streets of Rage 2. So he didn't know it was out, and he has a PlayStation 4. He's quarantined with his girlfriend. They're looking for shit to do. I said, yo, go buy it. He's like, oh my god, I am so so to yeah, I'm excited to uh, to have some friends over when this shit's over and play let's play some co-op Streets of Rage Four. So it's so Hell fucking yeah. good, dude. Like, I don't know where my top three games are gonna land. I've really cooled off on Animal Crossing. I still haven't played it in weeks. Wow. Um, I think I'm done. I think this is on, at least in your two or three spot. Yeah, it's not gonna make my number one probably because there's gonna be some. Nintendo game or Last of Us or something yeah, like Last that. Of us, yeah. So um, I, but I have a strong feeling this could be three, um, maybe four. Like I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it's April. It's May. <laughs> yeah, plenty holy, of time. Holy shit, though! It's already May. That's nuts. Um, but yeah, yeah man. Yeah, you're right, dude. It is so good. And for twenty dollars, if you ever played or enjoyed a Street Your Age game. You gotta pick this up. You can beat it in three hours or less and play it fifty-five times. It'll never get old. And it's just so good. I can't I've only played it handheld. I'm super psyched to go play it on my big screen when this podcast is over. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> per GameSpot, Sony has announced new release dates for two of its biggest PS4 blockbusters. The Last of Us 2, which we know has been delayed. Uh, indefinitely from its May 29th date. We're not going to have to wait that long, my friends. June 19th, it's coming out. That's not long at all. That's just three more weeks. Yeah, thank God. What a I'll sigh of relief you. that is, huh? No, yeah, I was worried. I was like, you know, God, how, how far are they going to go? It's only a month back. I'll take it. Yeah, dude, it's a month and a half from the time we record this pod. I mean, all you got to do now is like figure something out to do for a month and a half because you already beat Final Fantasy. <laughs> Dude, now it's like I can just catch back up on the shows. You know what I mean? I know. Um, yeah. Let's see. Homeland just ended. I watched that series finale two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, started. Should've... You started another Netflix show, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. At some point, yeah. Just, just real quick, just on Homeland. If you ever watched, it was on Showtime. It should have ended after the second season. Yes. Just me. That's why um, I gave up. I hate it now. I, I still, you know, they, I think they had one stinker in the seasons, but other than that, they did tell some good stories. But the finale. I saw it coming a mile away, but I stuck it through. It was an okay show. I digress. So you got June 19th for The Last of Us 2. It'll be funny if the quarantine ends on June 18th and then you don't play it for six months. <laughs> you just want to go the fuck outside. Um, I'm, I'm not. When this shit's over, I'm staying put for quite a while. Like I'm. No, there's no, no way. I think that's going to be everyone. I already kind of talked to my boss. I have some user lose time. So whatever the set date is, 
I'm going to take an extra week off. And, and plus, actually, on Monday, I start a two-month online course. So I'm basically going to be here anyway taking this class. So I'll be all right. Two months online? That sounds wicked. Well, dude, we figured it was a class that was supposed to be split up of like six weeks, like at home, like a virtual class. And then it was supposed to be go away. I was supposed to be going to Virginia. But mm. oh, they were like, nah, nah, nah. It's all virtual. I was like, oh, thank God. The other uh, big PS4 game that got a release date, a new one, which was, it's a uh, Ghost of Tsushima. That game was never officially delayed, like until now. They made this a positive news announcement by saying the new date for The Last of Us. It kind of like overshadowed the fact that they subtly delayed um, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> by a month. Sneaky devils. Yeah. So Ghost of Tsushima, just under a month delay, but that's okay because it's going to give you a full month to play The Last of Us, which most people will get it done in the first month. Um, or at least in a month from the time they start it. And then you can go right into Ghost of Tsushima. So there's, and that could be a contender for game of the year. So, I mean, like we're getting some heavy hitting Sony games. Um, we know, you know, later on in this podcast that uh, we're going to have some talk about some other games from some other platforms. And guess what? We have two consoles coming out this year still. So who the hell knows what our game of the years are going to be when all this shit is said and done. You're going to have a PS5, I assume, on or near I launch hope. day. I am not. I'm going to hang on to what I got for a little while for reasons we'll get into off the air. And then uh, and then from there, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I will go PS5 over Xbox Series X because I'm not a huge graphics. Like, I don't care so much. All my fucking favorite games are 8-bit. <laughs> like, what do I care? <laughs> That's very true. I prefer old school style sprite graphics. That's just what I prefer. So, yeah. you know. That I don't give a shit about how a game looks uh, in fucking 4K. I don't even have a 4K TV. So <laughs> I, I will probably go PS5 over Series X. But, you know, we're getting off topic. Ghost of Tsushima, July 17th, and The Last of Us 2, June 19th. Both very good news stories. And speaking of The Last of Us, Part 2 will be over 100 gigabytes. And two discs. Like, good luck, brother. See, like, I didn't have the other, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't get Red Dead Redemption 2, so I didn't even know that came in through this, or I, I don't remember talking about it, but yeah. it's like, oh my god, I, I'm already out of room now. I, d- I downloaded Red Dead digitally, so I didn't have any discs. Um, what did you, now, so it's actually pretty close in size to Final Fantasy 7, like, aren't you just going to archive that, since you already beat it, and then just, boom, slide Last of Us right in there? I see it's I don't know if I want to give up like because now it's cool because now it's like I can pick any level that I want to play and like I can just do more and go back on certain missions knowing for stuff that I missed if I wanted to go back like so a I, little I new game plus action yeah so plus like you retain obviously all your stuff but you you know you kind of go back play it on a hard difficulty mode or, or whatever you want I just don't know if I want to throw away my 41 hours of gameplay at least not yet. Well, you archive it. You can just re-download the game and it'll all come back because the, the, the save file is saved to the cloud, not the game. So you're fine. You won't lose your shit. You'll just have to reinstall the game. You don't like delete it. You just uninstall it. So oh, okay. if Let's you wanted that. to save your shit, just do it. You can just uninstall the game and you'll be fine. Huh? And that is probably going to be my option then. Yeah. The last of this part two plot has leaked all over the internet and Naughty Dog Confirms it's real. Because some asshole ex-employee felt like taking out years of hard work and dedication from its fellow co-workers. And guess what? Also spoiling it for the fans who've been waiting, what, seven years for this game. This person, I don't know, male, female. I don't know the identity. I didn't want to look him up because I didn't want to look him in the eye. They can go fuck themselves. 
Yeah, that, you figure what, it was like seven years of work that they just kind of threw. I mean, thank God, I know both of us stayed away. We haven't seen it, knock on wood, and I, I, I don't plan to read it because I want all the surprises. Yeah, the only way that it can, if I, if it'll get spoiled for me, is if somebody just literally tweets it because I, I can't avoid it. If yeah, they just put capital screwed. letters, Ellie dies, and I'm like, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, so see, I, I hope I that doesn't be, happen. I want to be as, as surprised as I was when I played the first one when something happens very big right in the beginning. I want to have that look on my face <laughs> and, have, and, and feel those feelings. You know what I mean? Like I don't want that spoiled. Yeah. Well, guess what? 100 gigs uh, on two discs. This game is going to be bulky. We're talking – uh, you know, probably another 40 hours if you wanted to. Maybe yeah, maybe close to 30. Yeah, I don't know how many hours it took me to beat the first Last of Us. I, I didn't, what, I didn't a dozen? See, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I I don't even see anywhere where it said gameplay. I just, you know, like Final Fantasy tells you how much gameplay you have. So mm-hmm. it's like this, I have no idea. I would guess. I would guess 30. Yeah, that probably sounds about right. Yeah, and I'm thinking 30. I think it's going to be that big because of all the cutscenes. Like, and uh, the dialogue and no, stuff, which so. I'm fine with. Give me all the cutscenes. Yeah. as long as it's as good as as the last one was. Obviously, this is going to be a little bit better. I mean, if it looks anything like Final Fantasy or God of War, I mean, we got a winner here. Yeah, I think I think we're in for a treat. I know Chris Shriver got to stay away from the spoilers too, but just like that person just sucks, man. They just yeah. suck. They're on the same level as the coronavirus in terms of sucking. <laughs> Not in terms of devastation. Nah, of course, no, no. of course. Of just course. in terms of sucking ass. Yeah, I agree there. Inside Xbox on Xbox Series X games coming May 7th. So a week from the time we're recording this, as it is April 30th, 2020. Uh, So by the time we record next week, episode 185, we're going to have an entire breakdown of this Inside Xbox presentation. That's rad because they're going to be unveiling new games for Series X. They're going to be unveiling what the controller plays like. We already know what it looks like. They're going to have live time gameplay to see how fast things load and how quickly you can snap in and out of games and go to other games. They say you can have up to three games running at once, so you can just snap real quick between them. Now it's only one on current consoles, so that could be really sweet in terms of like, you know, if you're a squirrel and you have no attention span whatsoever and you need games, 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 three at a time, three at a time. Um, But yeah, just in time for our next episode. I'm psyched on this. I think that leads into our next story, though. Red Dead Redemption 2 is now on Xbox Game Pass. Is it starting in May 7th or until May 7th? No, starting May 7th. Okay, starting May 7th, but Grand Theft Auto 5 is leaving the service. So May 7th, Red Dead comes to uh, the Game Pass. What day is that inside Xbox again? Hmm. May 7th. Oh, what do you know? Like, could you not have just said, like, you basically just said, yeah, we're going to be showing off Red Dead and what it looks like on a fucking next-gen console, which is going to be awesome, like, to see how beautiful that game's oh. going to look. Oh, God, yeah. And, like, the the lack of loading times and stuff for that game, like, that game, GTA Five, I thought, had the longest loading times I've ever seen in my entire life. Worth it, but the longest loading times ever. I think this is going to be awesome. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if GTA Five got a PS5 and, and uh, xbox series x release just like a digital one or something just or maybe it's backwards compatible just so you can say you can play that game on three different fucking generations like that's insane (laughs) if that doesn't make it the most influential game of all time besides maybe tetris i don't know what is (laughs) um but gta 5 leaving game pass is definitely a hurt piece um you know don't get me wrong it's cheap 
So like it's like 20 bucks if you want to go buy it. It's not that big of an investment, but to be able to get it for free was a nice touch. But yeah. to kind of substitute that with Red Dead 2, wow, what a fucking yeah. what a bargain. Like the yeah. best value. In, yeah, the best value in gaming just got better. Yeah. Venture Beat and Eurogamer have both reported that Nintendo's annual June Direct, which premieres during the week of E3, has been delayed. Yeah, so no E3 due to the coronavirus. I guess we're not getting a Nintendo Direct either. Um, you know, this June Direct was going to be when they were going to drop more info on the ARMS character. This was going to be reportedly when all those Mario remasters were going to be released. But with Nintendo employees working from home, it's hard to make games at home. Uh, it's hard to get in touch with developers to try and add them to the Direct. It's tried, It's hard to even put one together. So, like, I get it. But all this hype news we had about... Last of Us 2 release dates and Xbox Series X. And now it's like, no, 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 my friends. You can't have a good day. <laughs> like you have, yeah, we're I, going to it, shit down your throat. It, it, if you check our, our we podcast, we know things Instagram, you'll see we posted a sad Mario. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoy Photoshop and I'm getting better at it. Um, our, you should you should see our old episode logos where I would just take two square photos and throw them in the corner. Fuck it. Now I actually crop them out and, you know, take my time and be nice with it. So it was fun to make that uh, that little ditty today on, on it's on our Facebook, too, if you if you don't have an Instagram. But, yeah, it's, it's been delayed. It's a hurt piece because, you know, there's no more hype event to me in the in gaming than a Nintendo Direct. Number one, I mean, hey, you just have to accept and just try to enjoy the Xbox Series X on May 7th. Yeah. OK, yeah, that'll get me through to August. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, at least I think my solace lies in the fact that I still have a huge backlog. Yeah. So I can still get through a whole ton of stuff. I'm back on the Switch kick because I'm, I've am i been playing nothing but Switch every day. I haven't even turned on my other two consoles to play them. So sorry, Twin Breaker. That might be a game of the year contender, too. We'll see. Um, but like still haven't done that. Uh, and I got a shit ton of Switch games to finish, you know. Link's Awakening, uh, Luigi's Mansion oh, 3. I know you do. So I'm, I'm excited to do that. It'll hold me over. There, The rumors are that there will be one um, at the end of August. So maybe maybe early September. That's usually when we get one anyway after E3. So it just basically means we're skipping the, the summer one. This has not been confirmed by Nintendo. But why would they? They have no reason to confirm something like this. They can't confirm yeah. something that does not exist in the first place. <laughs> they've never confirmed a date in the first place so hey the thing we didn't announce it got delayed doesn't make for a good message uh, <laughs> so I guess they're just going to hang tight I mean it, they went from September to, to March ha- without having a direct and the one we got in March was a mini so they're fine holding off and I hope that this shit is over by then because uh, I don't want to be selfish I just really enjoy Nintendo directs they bring me so much joy yeah I, I think we all know that my friend the Destroying All Humans remake got a release date of July 28th. Yeah, it was a game I was kind of interested in, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck. Um, I think it's a, I think it's an original Xbox and PS2 game. Um, I don't think it was PS3 and 360. I can't remember. But it's an old game where you're Martians from, from uh, I think, Mars. I can't remember. And you come down to Earth and you you fuck with cows and have a good time. It's, it's pretty wacky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tip over some cows. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wacky. I'm I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm not going to get it. But I know that this is like a cult classic. So anybody out there who loves Destroy All Humans, get your hands on the remake in July. WWE 2K21 is scrapped 
but there is good news. And I will say this has a chance to be game of the year just because I love good old-fashioned wrestling games. Instead of us getting a 2K21 game, which is okay, fine. I haven't bought a 2K game since 2K16. They suck. Uh, 20 was a mess. You saw all those glitches. Yeah, that was crazy. So they said, no, no, no. Vince ain't having this shit no more. Let's delay it. Let's push it back to the new gen of consoles. Um, let's take our time. Let's take two years and really make it, you know, re, re basically rebuild it um, and make it run well. But in its stead, in the meantime, 2K and WWE have partnered with the team that did NBA Playgrounds. You remember that basketball game we played on Switch when I first got the oh, Switch? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that team is making a arcade-style WWE wrestling game called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, I like that good news. Yeah, it's like you can play as The Rock and Stone Cold and Hogan and Flair and all the old guys mixed with the new guys and in this over-the-top arcade style where you can throw people way out of the ring and up high and jump. Like, think of WWE All-Stars mixed with some old arcade games and NFL Blitz and NBA Jam and all the things that make them great. And let's have some fucking fun with a wrestling game again. I'm ready. I'm psyched. Hell yeah. One of the first ever Google Stadia Connect presentations happened on Tuesday. Yeah, it's basically a Nintendo Direct or a State of Play or an Inside Xbox, but for Stadia, so it's even worse. And um, <laughs> Damn. they announced one original game. It's called Ember. You're a firefighter. You put out fires in a funny, wacky, zany way. Not really for me. If it was on Switch, yeah, I'd probably be a little biased. Go fuck itself. Uh, <laughs> they announced uh, – what did they announce? God, I can't even remember what's coming. They announced Player Unknown's Battleground, so PUBG is coming to Stadia. They announced, um, oh, Doom Eternal was the big one that's coming to Stadia, and I think now. So I'm surprised they didn't even support that game. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a 16 minute you know little presentation where they talk about the stuff that's coming to Stadia. Oh, Octopath Traveler, which was a Nintendo exclusive. Um, oh, cool. That came to PC recently, and now it's coming to Stadia. So that's cool too. Like I like that. So there are some decent games coming to Stadia. Uh, they made this big stink the whole time, the whole time. I had to watch this bullshit the whole time. Every fucking person that ended a sentence, it ended with um, no downloads, instantly play, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we get it. We know that's your hook. But the fact is you have to stream your game. Uh, the Internet right now, if you couldn't tell, is being overutilized by the world because everyone's at home. And the middle of the country and foreign countries still have shitty Internet. So like Stadia yeah. sucks. Come on, guys. It sucks. It's over. <laughs> Move past it. A new Assassin's Creed game has been revealed as Assassin's Creed Valhalla, available this holiday. Yeah, they they actually did a really cool uh, collab with Boss Logic where they unveiled the game by having Boss Logic draw it live on Twitch. It was, it was really... Oh, that's- that's awesome. Yeah, was, I, I didn't was, even know that. It was pretty neat. I watched like 10 minutes and then I got bored. So I turned it off and said, I'll wait for the finished product. And the finished product is really effing cool. Um, and then they actually dropped a gameplay trailer, debut trailer today, which is the 30th. So it's out oh, now. It's, I watched all I watched all four minutes of it. It's on our Facebook. A lot of people actually interacted with that one. I didn't think we had as many Assassin's Creed fans. Now I got to reassess our audience for future posts. What'd you think of it? I mean, I... I mean, I played one of the older Assassin's Creed games. I, I just thought it was okay. It was not. It didn't woo me. 
But yeah. I thought this trailer looked bad ass. Yeah, I think with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it finally got a lot of people back into the franchise. They took some time off. They used to do an annualized game. Nobody wants an annualized Assassin's Creed. Nobody wants an annualized anything. Uh, Madden and Call of Duty count in that. And uh, and they finally they, they got it right. They waited a couple years. They announced it. Dude, Vikings are rad. I like yeah, I, I, I saw your, your, your yeah, game trailers now. Vikings are rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those words are on our Facebook right now at We Podcast New Things. This is the hot, uh, the spicy hot content you get with We Podcast New Things. Um, <laughs> but I like Vikings. Vikings are rad. So uh, I'm down with it. I haven't played an AC game since four, which was Black Flag. That was because it's pirates and pirates are also rad. So this probably is something I'll skip. But at least they're being really inventive and it looks yeah. really pretty. I agree. I'm, I'm probably going to miss this one too, but uh, I know that people are definitely picking this one up. Let's move into the movie section. Same with the IGN review of the Chris Hemsworth uh, thriller action shoot shoot bang 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 extraction. I he- I heard that the- I heard it from a few different people. Two people they absolutely loved it. Another person just said that it was it, they literally it was too much action. So, ext- so like they weren't they weren't invested in the story because of the too much action. So I was like, interesting. OK, so ext- let, me, let me see what they got. Extraction works because it's simple yet sufficient story allows the film's action to take center stage. If the stunt work were mediocre, the entire thing would be a waste of time. Thankfully, Extraction boasts an exhaustingly awesome showcase of expertly choreographed fists, knives, Guns and explosions. If you enjoyed the hard-hitting showdowns between Bucky and Steve in the Captain America films, you'll dig this flick. Nine oh seven. Not bad. I mean, I did see a behind-the-scenes feature, and I believe Chris Hemsworth posted it on his Instagram. But the director—I forget his name—he was literally tied to outside of a car, filming another chase scene that was like. I think it was either a seven or 11 minute one shot. You know, how they do the one shot thing, the whole take. Chris Hemsworth was like, this is the craziest director I, I've ever worked with, and I love him. <laughs> so I was like, huh, I'm definitely going to see this movie. I haven't yet. But it's good to hear that he compared it to Captain America and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, I have seen it. So. Oh, oh, interesting. There's that. Ashley wanted but, to watch it. I didn't. Yeah, but she's yeah, she just wants to look at Christmas. <laughs> she, well, plus she likes like the bad boys. Like I love bad boys, so I figured I'd like this. Mm. This to me actually reminded me more of a uh, John Wick than than a the Captain perfect. America thing. Say not not a pure alley, but perfect for me. Um, yeah, you will fucking love this movie. You're gonna eat it up. You're gonna text me banging. That's all you're gonna say is banging. <laughs> uh, I, it's Chris, I, I can't wait to watch it. It's Chris Hemsworth with guns. Now, my problem with John Wick was that. The accuracy is always so perfect. It's always a headshot, like barely ever misses. And that's my problem with this movie is Chris Hemsworth just way too good at his job. But other than that, um, it's exhausting. It's kind of like the action is based. It is the center point of the movie. Like you got to love bang, bang, shoot, shoot action movies, which you do, which is great. Uh, It's right up my alley. That have a story, but like. You know, you know how it's going to go. And it was good. It was good. I actually think it was more like a six just because like it you saw the shit coming a mile away. It was good. But I'll tell you, without spoiling it, there were two people that were killed that I my jaw was on the floor like, oh, they did that. They went there. 
So good for them for for doing that. I didn't think a PG or I'm sorry, not a PG, definitely not a PG. I was going to say I know it's not PG. No, definitely not. I thought was, I was going to say 13. I did, nope, it's R. It's a hard R. Um, it's on Netflix. I mean, you could watch it right now. But uh, it was, it was pretty good. That's what I'll say. It held my attention. It held my attention. That's it. That's all you can ask for. Expect being quarantined. Hold your attention. That's he, it. Here's here's the kicker. When it was done, I felt so overwhelmed by action that I had to eat chocolate chip ice I mean, chocolate chip ice cream just to like <laughs> harness just my to feel good. Just to harness my feelings because there was so much death and destruction. Um, you know, oh so you'll, you will enjoy the ever living. So I'll, I'll watch the movie and I'll just send you a picture of me eating ice cream. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to look out for your inevitable Facebook story of the credits with your one word banging written in your story. No, I don't No, You think it, the credits are rolling and then I, the camera goes down to a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens that I know you liked the movie and you felt the Perfect. right. Yeah, I think you're gonna like it more than me because it's you, it fits your style more. But I really appreciate. Yeah. I did appreciate it. It was definitely a fun flick. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker is coming to Disney Plus. Uh, oh, by the way, on Monday, <laughs> on Star Wars Day, May fourth, dude, Disney Plus is just the shit. No, that day. No matter what we think about the movie, very cool on Disney to do that. Just to throw it on Disney Plus. Yeah. You, how? I mean, how? How awesome! Knowing that everyone's home, no one, you know, run out of things to do. Only so many shows, games you know, we can rewatch, and to get this, that's pretty cool. How many people are going to binge all what eleven? With if you count the side movies, how how many people are going to do that? All nine. Plus well, Rogue one I, I know three right off the bat. Same. Sean, Damien, and, and uh, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yes, same people I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, and there's more out there that will. I will never watch The Rise of Skywalker again unless Ashley says, hey, can we watch that piece of shit? And I'm like, yeah, honey, eight, we have time to waste. Eight, eight and nine. I, you know I, what I will I'm watch it? You know what I will watch? I will watch The Rise of Skywalker again. And and here's why. An extended cut or a director's cut, I will watch. Hopefully they change something in the story. Or, or if like. I want to watch a movie that's worse than The Room. Then, then I, I love bad movies. I just love bad movies that know they're bad. Yeah. So this movie, I'm excited that it's coming because that means that the, like the Star oh, Wars course, collection yeah. is complete. Hey, if it's on Disney Plus, come on. Yeah. You and, can't help but just thank Disney. And I'm so psyched for all of our friends that love Star Wars. I'm just, I'm just not one of them. I'm just not. I tried. I tried so hard. The original trilogy is we, just we went in. We wanted. It's not like we went to the like we went to the theater. I don't go to movies like I can't wait to sit through this shit. No, I wanted <laughs> eight nine to be great, and they yeah. just didn't meet what I what I you know expected. Yeah, the original trilogy just stands out as as just the clear best, the better, the yeah. best. Yep, hundred yeah. percent. So let's move on because this is something I feel like we're going to talk a lot about. Uh, the Wall Street Journal had reported that Trolls 2 is absolutely cleaning house on demand. Matter of fact, I have the actual quote from the Wall Street Journal that I want to read. With nearly 5 million rentals, the digital release has in three weeks generated more revenue for Universal than the entire original Trolls five-month theatrical run. Wow. And again, it's they're proven to you that you don't really need movie theaters. Like, obviously... Um, like Universal, they don't make as much money when it's in theaters. They're making like 80 to 90% of it on on demand. The quote continues. 
its performance has convinced universal executives that digital releases can be a winning strategy and may diminish the role of theaters even after the pandemic passes, which leads to the next part of the story where AMC and even now Regal said, well, uh -uh, you want to do a split release? Too bad, bucko. Uh, We are not showing your movies. And to that I say, who gives a shit? They don't need the theater. The theater needs the movies. Yeah, that's what I like. I didn't understand that. Like to me, it just sounds like AMC and 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 Reek are just butthurt that Universal just made a boatload of money and you guys ain't making shit. Yeah, I mean Warner that's Brothers. That's all I heard. Warner Brothers probably made extra coin when uh, when when Birds of Prey moved to digital early. Um, we're gonna get other things that are moving to digital early as well. So like, this isn't the only movie that's gonna do that. Now, this is to me a shitty high school relationship. Like that's oh all God. I feel like this is. It's a three week. Then we break up. Then we get back together for prom. Then we break up the night of prom, and then I spend it on the bleachers. That's not how I spent my prom. Uh, <laughs> but like, if I if I did, that's exactly how it had gone down. And so uh, I, I look at it that way, and I say to myself, like, get the fuck over it. And I think they will. Yeah. I think they're going to come to some agreement before all this is said and done. I just want to see more. I want to see more data on more movies that are like home rental. Like I want to see the Birds of Prey rental. Like what did they make? Sounds like I know movie wise they they were short. They didn't make what they were expecting. And yeah. Maybe the rentals kind of saves that franchise. Now something that I brought up and and shout out to Frank Stancheck of uh, the classic game junkie over in Glenside, PA. They are still open for repairs during this pandemic, and they I think they do curbside pickup on games. You can even call ahead to see what games they have, and you can pick it up uh, at the curb in Glenside, PA. We had him on the pod. He uh, he's been pretty active on our Facebook recently over the past two weeks or so, kind of commenting, talking back and forth, and and uh, he said, "I can see them doing a split release," and then they literally announced the split release idea. So, like, good on Frank. But yeah, to, called out to me. The you know, I think the point I made back was, you know, it's all well and good now when we're all stuck at home, but when everyone feels comfortable leaving their house, this strategy is not going to be as profitable because more people yeah. have the option. And like you had a guy Agreed. like Damien on our Facebook who said, or even I think it might have been Sean's Facebook he said, uh, "Well, I'm pumped to get out of my house, and I'm going to be going back to the theater because I love the experience." Me, you know, I don't give a shit. So, like, even in our podcast, we're divided. You're a theater guy. I'm not a theater guy. So, yeah, you know, I think the split strategy actually works because now you've just appeased you and I. If let's say uh, I'm not saying an MCU movie, they're they're theater, but like, let's say a Bad Boys for Life, right? You want to see that in theaters. I just want to see it, but I haven't yeah. yet, and we haven't been able to talk about it yet because I haven't seen it. But if it was available split. When you go watch it on demand or in theaters, and I watch on demand, boom, we can talk about it a lot sooner and have our thoughts. So it does help us. That, that is very true. I just wanted to say well, let's all give a thank you to the classic game junkie doing the Lord's work, staying open, preparing our systems when they're down. I mean, that, that that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, he's a he's a great dude. So yeah, even Frank a, is a really nice guy. Even two funny years, guy, very nice. Even two years after we interviewed him, he's still interacting with us, and we always we always appreciate that. So. Okay. Um, great to see you, Frank, and, and thanks for everything you're doing. Um, and hopefully once all this is done, we can eventually make our way back over there. Yeah, and, and so, you know, how do you feel? Let's say it's – let's say it is a bad boy. No, that's an action movie. Let's say it is like a smaller budget, not a big-time action movie, like maybe even like a Sonic. If Sonic did a split, would you still feel compelled to go to the theater or would you be okay – and I'm speaking directly to you – 
would you be okay with doing uh, an at-home viewing of that? How much is the at-home viewing? Let's just call it. I mean, you're right. It's going to be twenty bucks. But let's just call exactly. it. Let's that, just that, call that, that's it. That's it right there. Let's just call it twelve. Okay. $12. Because when you when the theaters are open, I don't think they can charge twenty. I mean, maybe they will yeah. because it's two people's and, tickets, and, but. And, was, and, and that's the thing that to me that's the huge kicker is you know obviously I you know me I like to go to movies early than that and they usually they run seven to twelve dollars usually you know but if I go later if it's the big movie yeah I will spend eighteen twenty two whatever the hell it costs but if it's if it's just twenty bucks or I go to the theater for twelve I'll go to the theater yeah now now I think the twenty dollar price point comes in when you have a family you know girlfriend whatever yeah and true, it true true and it hurts the single person so. Like for you, if you're going to the movies alone, let's just say they, you know, they drop it to twelve, and it's a twelve dollar ticket, no matter what. If you have the option, what are you doing? I, at that point, then it becomes: is it like a big superhero movie? But if it's like a movie like, let's just say Sonic. Um, I just I, let's okay, just, yeah, Sonic, yeah, Sonic. Okay, I, I could watch that one from home. Okay, good. So you're not like married to the theater if the price is no, right. No. But like, no, it's, it's just it's that certain movies, them big blockbusters that, that you just that the explosions are there for any obviously like DC, Marvel, any of them movies I want to see on the big screen. Yeah, for sure. There will be a new scary stories to tell in the dark uh, from Paramount. That's actually exciting news. Now, that's that's not. Oh, that's are you afraid of the dark? That's the other the TV show I was yeah. thinking of. Now, scary stories had that like fat blob with hair. It looked fucking freaky as shit in the first one. It sounds one. familiar. It came out, I think, in eight, late 18-ish, like Halloween-ish, around 18. Okay, yeah, okay. I think I know what this is. Ryan okay. Simmons loved it. Ion Ryan, he loved it. Now, it was a PG-13 horror. So that's where I'm like, eh, maybe if they go to the R and make it a little bit more edgy. It's an anthology horror film where it's like a bunch of smaller stories in one story that kind of overarc has a has a theme like VHS and shit like that. So yeah, it's cool because I, I like that um, it's a, it's not, you know, Halloween 33 and Freddy versus Jason two and all these like, fuck, we've gotten enough. It's a new stories, new ideas, and it's a sequel, but it's a sequel to a, a newer franchise and B it's an anthology. There's a whole bunch of new stories. You're not going to get the same shit from the same character. So this is good news. Yeah, that's awesome. The Uncharted movie finally catches a break, Sam, and actually moves up from a, a an October 2021 release to a July 2021 release. I can't even talk because I'm so confused <laughs> as to why Uncharted is catching a break. I mean, after seven pushbacks, finally, a, a glimmer of hope. I, I just saw um, it was Tom Holland right before. I think it was the day of they shut down all movies for uh, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. They were on day one of, you know, pre-production or like just getting ready to start filming for the Uncharted film. We were all flown there. Me, Mark Wahlberg, we're all here and we're getting ready to go and bam, they cancel us. I was like, oh shit, that's how close they were. Sony actually released a whole bunch of new dates. So I'll go through them. Connected moves to uh, – October 23rd from 918 escape room two moves to new year's day, 2021 uh, up all the way from 1230. So it moved two fucking days. <laughs> Fatherhood is now April 2nd from 1023. Vivo is a uh, six, four from four sixteen. uncharted got moved up. Hotel Transylvania four is now eight, six, 2021. Four? Yeah. Three was actually decent. Three was the first one I saw of all of them. 
Oh my god! Uh, that is actually up, so it's now eight six up from twelve or from twelve twenty two. So they were going to do a Hotel Transylvania movie at Christmas. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, man from Tor- Sandler, he does what he wants. <laughs> that's right. Ma- uh, man from Toronto nine seventeen um, delayed from eleven twenty of this year. So that's almost a year for Man from Damn. Toronto. Uh, we know that the untitled Far from Home sequel is actually now been moved back four months from July to November, and Into the Spider Verse sequel. Uh, already got delayed into 2022, April, and now even further back to October 2022. And lastly, the Nightingale uh, no longer has a release date at all. (laughs) It's like the new mutants of Sony movies. Yeah, I did. I'm I'm still shocked that we haven't heard anything of that dropping. It did. It did. Oh, you mean coming out? It got delayed again, but it never put a new release date on it. Yeah, come on. Just stop getting greedy. You, you, I think they would have made so much money. Just just give it to us. Come on. Why? The movie's been done. Why do you want that piece of shit? If they throw it on Disney, it's free. Who cares? It's free. It'll be free at Walmart soon. Like, free. Uh, they will give it away. Uh, the guy at the front door who checks your bags when you leave will slip it in. He will slip it I, into your I, bag. Great. I hope it's Blu-ray. As a thanks for coming. It'll be DVD. So, sorry. Uh, it's remember that uh, that photo we had of all the new Marvel release dates, and it had like all these dates, and at the bottom it said "New Mutants to be determined." <laughs> that was one of the funniest fucking documents I've ever seen in my life. Oh god! Our last movie story is uh, there is a new Disney live action remake coming. It's actually coming from one of the Russo brothers. Actually, I think maybe even both of them. Uh, it's going to be Hercules. The games, Danny DeVito, the games. So this will be the third Hercules movie released in like the last 10 years. It's like the Sherlock Holmes of Disney movies. Yeah. 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 So you remember you had the, the Kellen Lutz's Hercules with our, our boy, Liam McIntyre from Spartacus. They were in that one. And then you had the rock and uh, uh, our boy uh, that I can't think of his name. Uh, Ian McKellen. Yeah. No, not Ian. Yeah. No. Yeah. The guy from John Wick. Really? Yeah. Ian McShane? Ian McShane. I, I I said Magneto, Ian McKellen. Ian McShane was in it. Yes. He was in the, the, the Hercules movie with The Rock. There you go. Yeah. Because this is like going to be probably a close to shot for shot of the Disney animated. I like the Disney animated Hercules. Um, yeah. Just, just cast Chris Hemsworth and boom, you're good. Oh, my God. Duh. Holy shit. You got it. Like he is Hercules, right? He can yeah, be Thor and Hercules. Who cares? Dude, done deal. Let's move on to TV. As we record this now, NBC has announced a Parks and Rec reunion special benefiting Feeding America. It's actually happening right now. I told my wife to DVR it for me. I hope she listened. Are, are, are they just doing the uh, just like the like the video chat of all of them on there? Yeah, it's kind of like what the Friends oh. thing will be and all that. Uh, that's cool though. All yeah, right. I, dude, Parks. As long as they're in character, I don't want it to okay, be. Yeah. I don't want it to be. Nick Offerman. I want it to be Ron Swanson and I want it yeah, to be, you know, Chris Pratt and Aubrey Plaza. Like, I don't want those people. I want their characters, you know, because Chris Pratt, his breakout role was Parks and Rec. That's what put him on the yep. map. And he is the second funniest character in that hand down. No doubt. I mean, the Ron Swanson is a God tier television character. So, you know, I won't go there, but that's super exciting. I'm psyched to watch it. That's probably what will be on the background as I edit this when we are done. Uh, Amazon Prime TV's The Boys has reportedly be, been renewed for a th- season three before season two even debuted. Oh, God, some good news. I'll, I'll take that. 
I was, I'm kind of shocked. I've been kind of waiting for them to be like, surprise, season two available now. Nah, July. Because nah, I know they've been done filming, so I was kind of hoping to get something. But. Yeah, but post-production takes the longest amount of time, especially for a superhero movie where their suits are CG and blue screen and all these things. You think that the fast guy can run fucking that fast? No, that's post-production. That show it yeah, requires, no, it's, it's bloody, and that show I'm requires just, a lot I'm of just, CG. I'm just greedy, and I, I want the show right now. You think that Michael Starr can actually shoot shit out of his eyes? Yeah. Is that his name, Michael <laughs> Starr? Anthony Starr. Whatever. Whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I think Michael Starr is the guy from Steel Panther. I'm not I'm not even joking. No, no, that, that is the lead singer, yeah. Michael Starr. Yeah, that's what I thought, with two R's. And if, you, and if you need another good show with Anthony Starr, I always recommend it, Banshee. Ran on FX, I believe, for four seasons. That was a solid show. It's underrated, yeah, because it was on a sh- like a like a channel FX. like FX, yeah, <laughs> on FX, yeah. Uh, Gearbox, which does Borderlands, the developer for Borderlands, is making a Brothers in Arms TV series based on the game. So Brothers in Arms is a World War II game, much like the old Call of Duty games before four and all that stuff. Uh, that's getting an eight. Uh, I'm sorry, a uh, run of eight soldiers on a mission to rescue their colonel from the Nazis. Uh, so like every other war, World War II movie, I hope this does something original and I hope it does it well. Yeah, because if it is and it looks good, I'm in. I'll definitely watch this. Did you ever watch uh, Band of Brothers on HBO? I I only watched a few characters, but or a few a few episodes. I never finished it, but that is a show I want to go back and finish just because so many actors like got their their shot from that show. It's phenomenal. It's what a series. Yeah. I mean, it's one season, ten episodes. It's a mini series. It's it's just unreal good. Um, they show like real war heroes in the beginning and you're just like already crying. So it's super good. Uh, band of brothers, highly recommended. I love war stuff. So I'm really excited to like give the first episode a shot. Um, video game adaptations have been getting better. The TV space. I'm not super sure about yet. I mean, movies have gotten slightly better with detective Pikachu and Sonic war movie, or I'm sorry, a war television show. Just tell me an interesting story. Don't just go in and, you know, Hitler, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to save their colonel. So I get that saving private Ryan kind of vibe to it because they're trying to save someone. So we we will see what that looks like. Sony also says that a new Goosebumps live action TV series is in the works. So we're going to get Goosebumps. Didn't we just get two movies with Jack, Jack Black? Black. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, but Goosebumps made its name outside of the books as the TV show. That children's true, true. themed horror show with the mask and all that stuff, man. Oh, that, yeah. That creeped the shit out of us as kids. If they go back to something like that, like that eerie Indiana, are you afraid of the dark goosebumps type show? That's what I'm looking for. The cheesy campiness, yeah, but I also agree. kind of scary. Like that's what I want. I don't want it to be over the top and I don't want it to be adult themed. These are children's horror books. I want to keep it that way. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually, uh, as an Xfinity X1 subscriber, I get a uh, Peacock for free Peacock premium mm-hmm. and it dropped early. For X1 subscribers, so I played around with it, and I just wanted to give my early impressions. Really stinks that that uh, <laughs> they, it really stinks. It, it's not great. It's not great. It's it's a really really cool interface. You just say Peacock into your remote, and boom, it's there, and it's seamless. And they give you news, and they give you all this stuff. Like when you go, like think about Netflix. You log on to Netflix, you hit Sam, and then you get your list of shit. Yep. And if you, um, if you like sit on one thing, the trailer will start to play. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, of course. So Peacock does that, 
but like it's the news while you're scrolling. So it actually kind of, it's pretty cool that it's very, very interactive, but like they promised shows like Chicago med, which my wife has been trying to watch for years and years and years. And without like buying it, it's not on any streaming service and we're not going to do it illegally. So she's just been waiting. And on Peacock, it was announced that it was going to be there. And we were like, hell yeah, finally. And Peacock drops. What's the first thing I do? She's in the room. I go right to Chicago med. 10, it's episodes, not there. 10 episodes. Piss. And it's season five. It's not even the dude, fucking I, first dude, season. I was, wait, I was like, wait a minute. It's going to be like season three, right? Oh, that's hilarious. So um, just from that aspect, it's not what would, what was promised. Hopefully they trickle in that stuff over time. And I'm it was sure just at launch. I don't know. I don't know if they will. So, I'm sure it was probably real Ross. They just wanted to get it out. You get something out there, you know, especially while everyone's home. Take advantage of it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. To have a free service just by having, you know, Comcast is cool. Um, and I appreciate having access to another streaming service just like that. Do you have the remotes you can talk into? No. Okay. I was gonna say, if you do, then you have it too. Um, but it's, it's neat. I love the UI. I love the idea of all the cool content coming, but right now that content's not really there. So I'll, I'll say at this point, I give it an I for incomplete, but a C for cool. Let's move on to the music section, Sam. We have a couple album reviews and some news. Uh, let's start with a record we both listened to. Uh, we've been waiting for this one for a while because their last record didn't really do it for us totally. Good, but not great. We're talking, of course, about Dance Gavin Dance and their new record, Afterburner. Yeah, and I, I think I know when it's a good record where I don't have to skip any songs. And I felt like their old record, like you just said, it, it just for whatever reason, it just it just didn't click with us. Like don't get me wrong, a couple good songs on there, but I felt I found myself skipping this CD. I, I kind of just ran right through and and, uh, and I rocked and rolled with it. How'd you feel? I, I I felt great. You know, I mean, was it thirteen songs? I believe it's a longer record in in today's standard when a lot of people could go with the ten. So yeah. it's definitely a longer record. And again, I think it's, you know, you get your, you know, you get your, you know, tilling, you get him singing, but the hard stuff is still there. It's still rocking like dance. Guy, it's like, I have a lot of their songs on like my, my workout mix. So I can see myself definitely throwing another three, four songs on there just because they're rocking. Yeah. It's 13 songs, 48 minutes, 29 seconds, or at least April 24th on rise records. Of course, um, they've released a shit ton of these songs early with music videos. So I, I think it was five. Right? Yeah. I feel five like we years. heard almost half the album. Um, by the time it dropped, which I like, but don't like, I like the surprises. Um, because you know, when I throw on a record and just let it play, I do like to know that there's good stuff coming that I've already heard. So it doesn't entice me to skip and it kind of keeps me like looking forward to something, but I'm happy to say that like while lyrics lie and strawberries wake and to an extent prisoner do deliver pretty heavy, the songs that weren't released kick fucking ass. Uh, I will start with my favorite track on the record and one of my favorite Dance Gavin Dance songs since um, Mothership. It's, uh, what is it? Cala, Calentamento. Oh, oh, the Spanish song. Yeah. Uh, Calentamiento Global. Uh, it's a, <laughs> basically an all Spanish song. There's some English in there and some of the screaming is, is in English. But like this song, it slaps. It slaps yeah, it, hard. It, it was a banger. It's yeah. a banger. It slaps hey, hard. I even saw Nico. I think he tweeted my, my nephew Nico. He tweeted a couple days ago saying that he loved the album. Yeah. So that was, that was cool. It's a great album. I think the only song that really stuck out for me on artificial selection was hair song. That's a song I fuck with real hard, but yeah, uh, it's a good song. yeah this song, this record, it's just kind of like, I don't have to pick anymore. 
Um, artificial selection. I would go to the Spotify page and I would scroll for a minute and I would pick hair song. Um, this one, I'm like, let's just start a prisoner and go. Yeah, prisoner number one. Yeah, lyrics lie is really really good. Strawberries wake. Um, I think I, th- I think lyrics lie is my favorite off the record. That's as, as of right now. Yeah, and that's got a really good video, the graffiti video. Um, I think Strawberries Wake, it's the one in the plane. I think that's the song where he says, like, I want you to matter to you. Um, forget those backstabbers. If that's the song, I can't remember if that's Strawberries Wake or something else. If it's Strawberries Wake, that song is probably my second favorite on the record outside of Calamantio Mentapanamantio Global. Yeah. Uh, but just an incredible record. Dance, Gavin, Dance. They got me back after a couple years of like, I like them, but I, I love them, but I just don't feel the way I used to. Uh, about them and now they're back and i'm really happy to say that they they are kicking some major ass my friend what do you Hell give yeah. it a what do you what's your score so far early on or early on i give it a solid a5 yeah i'm at i'm at the eight range too there's been don't get me man this year has been so good with albums i already have five albums for my top three so uh it's just been a banger year for music and we're gonna get even more because of covid it's gonna really help people <laughs> with their release like, People that's are, like the one the one people that's like you know even if they obviously yeah the musicians they're not touring but you kind of think they're at home right now they're writing bangers and they're getting ready to release some music yeah and and a lot of solo projects during this because of quarantine so oh yeah looking forward to a lot of that but i want to talk about another record and it's a record i never thought i would love but really really do this is a band that i absolutely adored as a kid they were probably my first We'll call it hardcore band because back then they were more of a hardcore band than just like Screamo. I think you can kind of categorize it as as, you know, a Screamo band, but they've really matured their sound over the years. And as they mature, I have fallen off a little bit. Um, I don't think anything's really stood the test of time to me, like the song Choke Me. That is still my favorite song from them. And and of course, I'm talking about the used. Um, This is a band that, again, like I skated to them. They just, I rocked them on the CD player blast as loud as I could. And me and Machi and Mike and Dave more me and Machi would just like headbangers were skating down the street, rocking out to the used. And man, we would play that. We would fake air guitar it in his bedroom as we downloaded off, uh, very legally, not off Kazaa, yeah. definitely not yeah. off Kazaa and, uh, or LimeWire. But I, I, I'm happy to say that to an extent they're back and it's, fun it's really really fun again um i had a lot of fun listening to their new record it's called heartwork it also just released um this one is 16 songs my friend 16 songs that's awesome 46 minutes 25 seconds dropped april 24th i believe the same day as dance gavin dance this one was through big noise music group um man like there it's number two and go figure my favorite you song ever is choke me my favorite song off this record is called Blow Me. <laughs> so, so you got a little you choke. Go me. Hand in hand. Yeah, they, you little choke me, little blow me. I promise I'm not trying to be crude at that. It's just the name yeah. of the title. Um, but yeah. what really struck me is the back end of this record because they have the songs with the likes of Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker from Blink 182, which is really awesome. The record was actually partnered and produced with uh, by John Feldman. He actually produced all the band's most popular records, including their first couple. So they're kind of like back to their roots a little bit. And it really shows in this record, the part of this record where it strays a little bit, maybe towards like the things they've been doing before this and like the new sound they've carved this to me, love it or hate it. I get a crazy panic at the disco vibe from this record. 
that I can't shake. I haven't been told I'm wrong yet, but I haven't been told I'm right yet. So I just can't shake it. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, I, I never really listened to Panic, and I never back her day. I never really got into the view, so I can't even give you – you know, I can't even agree with you if you're right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. They have Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. They have Jason Allen Butler from Fever 333 on there. So like a lot of cameos on the record, 16 songs. You're going to find something you like. You're going to find whether you're a fan of the old uh, version of the used, whether you're a fan of, you know, their newer style, you're going to find a song on here that you really enjoy. I'm lucky that I found a couple. Like I said, blow me is my favorite song. I would say number two is the lighthouse. That's actually the song with Mark Hoppus. He actually does have vocals in it as well. It's a really catchy tune and it's kind of like a blend of plus 44, um, and the used, which I'm, I'm really happy about that. Uh, the title track hard work is also really, really good. So there's, there's some songs I F's with on, on this and I'm, I'm really super psyched on it to say that not only the, is the used brand new, but damn, they're great again. So really excited for hard work. I recommend you go pick up hard work. And also, uh, we obviously, obviously, obviously recommend, uh, the new da- Dance Gavin Dance record as well, Afterburner. Of course. That's just a couple of records that we've done reviews on today. Let's get into some music stories, my friend. Uh, Ace Enders has released a new EP exclusive to Patreon supporters. So if you want to listen to it, I believe he has the word cola on there. I'm not sure if that's the name of the EP or a song title. But if you want to check it out, you can go to his Patreon now. So just follow him anywhere on social media and you can get access to a brand new Ace Enders EP. Uh, any, any music released by Ace is it's usually gold. And Sam stopped being a patron recently, so yeah, you know, hey, you know, sacrifices have to be made. I I was there for a year, and I, I think he was still building like during the time that he was um, slowly you know bringing it. Like he said, he shipped out merch. I never even got any merch, and I know I was still in it for like the next two months when he was doing it. So I was like, ah, uh, you know, I didn't get nothing, so I just kind of you know politely bowed out. And you know what? He wouldn't take that personally, you know. Friend of the show. Hey, you know, you're trying to run this whole thing at a band and music studio. And dude, like I I supported you for a year because I I love their music. I love the guys. They've been great to us. And, you know, I had to be there to support them. And I supported them as long as I could. That's 180 bucks out of your pocket, dude. That's not that's no chump change. Yeah, of course. And and he knows when when they go back to tour and all that stuff, we'll be there. Absolutely. We love Ace. Friend of the show. Follower of us on Instagram. That's right. We said it. Um, but go, go check his shit out. We love him. Speaking of friends of the show, the next two music stories are also from friends of the show, the insides, the band from Philadelphia that we had on the show a couple years ago. And also shout out to them from, uh, Pat Williams of house and home. He loves the insides too. They actually have a new single out as well. Starting today. It's called big light. It's available wherever you can stream music. We haven't heard it yet, but we're really excited to. Yeah, cool. So make sure to listen to it now. Antonino Lapastito, I believe is how you say his last name. And I think he is not Spanish, so I probably butchered it, especially with the dialect. I am very sorry, Antonino. But Antonino of our uh, friends from Connecticut, they've made their way into a ton of our pods from the Will Away interview to our own interview with them to a very funny intro that they did for us um, that we, you know. We have. Uh, yeah, very good. So, yeah, Antonino actually released a solo project, an EP he's been working on for a very, very long time. Very proud to announce that I Too Am Flawed is out right now. It's streaming on Spotify. If you're listening to this podcast as soon as it releases, and I would say probably for the three to four hours after the show releases. So if you're an early subscriber and downloader, if you go to our Instagram story right now, there's a link directly to the record. 
you can go spin it for yourself, which we highly recommend. I had this record on in the background all day, um, just on repeat. It's a really good EP, and you can tell that Antonino sings from the heart. He sings about real true things that have happened, like a lot of folks do, but he makes it real. He makes you sympathize, but also inspires at the same time. So even when you're at your lowest, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I appreciate Antonino and his hard work on this EP. It shows, and it, it's it's a great one. Yeah, that's cool. Come on, guys. Let's support music. Let's go. The weight is the hardest part. I did not sing it this week. I just said it. That's okay. Because this is the most depressing section of the show when we talk about all the things that have been delayed due to COVID-19. The list has been getting shorter and shorter and shorter each week. And this week, it only reprises one thing. And that is now that Jackass 4 will now come out in July 2021. You may say, there was a shit ton of delays earlier. Yeah, that's because we wanted to talk about Uncharted by itself, you fucker. Okay? Okay? (laughs) If you want to take all the Sony delays and put them in here, that's fine. We didn't because we just went with Jackass because guess what, my friends? That's where our top three lies tonight. Our top three favorite characters from Jackass. Dude, and this was a lot harder than I thought, man. Uh, Mine was two minutes in out and on my way. See, I I love the crew, man. And my number three, I went with Ryan Dunn. R.I.P., my friend, R.I.P. Obviously, we we lost him way too soon in a horrible accident. But going back, thinking of the movies and stuff, I, I remember him getting his ass kicked when he fought the female boxer. Yeah, Nikeo, I forget it. But I know he got his ass kicked. And the boys at Bam and Steve-O. And they're just always like, especially one that always got me was when um, <laughs> Dunn was doing the paper cuts with Steve-O and Ugh. Knoxville in like a sensitive place with the envelope. Oh, I still, I still cringe to this day. The, dude, that show was so much easier to watch as a kid when you laugh at it. Now you get older and I'm like, I don't want to see someone's fucking finger little like in between the two fingers that little flap oh, of skin dude, i don't want to see that cringe, dude i'll still cringe i'll still slap and i'll still go see jackass for I'm, I'm rubbing my hand very vehemently vehemently against my leg because i'm like i can feel the paper cut and i'm like oh uh, yeah <laughs> i went i went with my number three as a character that is not like a main character he's not featured all the time but when he's on the screen to me he's gold and that's danger aaron um, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I, and and I and I specifically mean when Aaron is in the character of Danger Aaron. When he's just Aaron, I can't remember his last name. It begins with an M. Um, when he's just himself, he's fine. He can make himself shit. I think, like on call. But that's not why. When he's Danger Aaron, and he does those funny stunts, like at, in the fucking costume and shit, and it, like puts his arms in like Superman or across his hips. That shit got me every time. I just really enjoyed Danger Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, can't go wrong there. My number two, I went with the leader, Johnny Knoxville. Not on my I list. Think, I think he he gets this hands down because he fought Butterbean. Good call. I, you you have to give a man respect when Butterbean was probably pushing three fifty, and Knoxville was probably a buck fifty soaking wet, and to go with a professional boxer get his ass whooped, and then I, I think it was near the end where they're doing the air horns by the. While the, while the guys are golfing, that guy chucks his golf club towards him. Oh my god, that got me so good. So yeah. I got to go on that Knoxville. Knoxville is is all time. Like he's all time. Um, I even nowadays it might not be so PC, but like I even didn't mind him in like The Ringer. Um, Dude, I liked him in Walking Tall with The Rock. I thought he was great. What about in Men in Black? Oh, he was he was okay. Yeah. yeah. So funny. his foray into acting didn't really do it. Um, but you got to give the man props. He rode bull. He got like 
Road bulls are hit by the bulls. That's it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't didn't make my list, but he's he's somewhere in the top thirteen. Uh, my number two, and I I hope he's your number one. I have an idea that probably he's not. I think I might know who your number one is, but my number two is Stevo. Hey, is he Stevo? Not okay. I I for a couple reasons. Number one, it, it, for, it, it was either it was either Knoxville or Stevo, yeah. and I, I I had to. Um. So for me, right, like Steve-O, yeah, he's ballsy as hell. You know, I, I don't love Chris Pontius, but I, you know, but like I, I love Pontius, but like their little <laughs> skits together were always great. Um, and, and then they know, did the Wild Boys. Yeah. And, and Steve-O had reckless abandon, would do anything. But to me, the reason why I love and appreciate Steve-O is the reclamation project. He made his life and yeah. turned it around so well. And I think he's on Hot Ones and it's great. I'm pretty sure it's that dude. He's a comedian now. Yeah. And so just like the story he made for himself is inspiring, even though he's still a jackass. Um, I hope he's featured in this film. He can, he does everything and anything, but I kind of hope he takes it back a notch. I feel bad for the dudes for jackass now because like they used to just get together, get drunk at 10 in the morning and go fuck shit up. And now they just like need to get their shit together. So I can imagine they have coffee instead of beer and all this other stuff. Well, you figure that, you know, Ryan Dunn passed Steve, you know, Steve, when, when he did all that, I mean, like, he was on drugs and he's sober now. So it's like, it's got to be a whole different, you know, thing yeah. for him. Which I imagine will lead into your number one. My number one is like your number three, where he's not like a huge household name. Oh my God. We have the same number one. Brandon D. Camillo. Same. That's, that's been my boy. For so many years, since the CKY videos, which started Bam Margera, if you go back, I actually have all four of them on DVD. Yeah, One, congratulations! Two, it's the best. I, I mean, I mean, I've laughed at this. He did a rap with a Chinese freestyle rap. I mean, just do Brandon DiMichilo, DiCamillo, uh, DiCamillo, Chinese freestyle rap. You will laugh your ass. Oh off. my god, I, I haven't mean, watched that video in over a decade. And he and he was only in three jacket. He was in Jackass one, two, and two point five. He only had a couple parts. You know, he did a couple golf cart bits. He ran his bike through a department store and hit bam. Like he, he was definitely funny as shit. But my love for him definitely goes back to the CKY videos. Yeah, I thought you actually had Bam as your number one for a second there. Um, but yeah, oh, Brandon, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't say nothing. I wanted you to keep you guessing. Yeah, Brandon Deco is like he's. He's great because, like you said, the old CKY videos are are what did it for me. And the Jackass stuff is fine. He's he is more of a third party character in that, you know, oh, yeah. not you know, but he doesn't really shine in Jackass. Where he does shine is the CKY movies, and he's in the Jackass crew. Um, if yeah. you want to see some of the funniest shit you'll see, it's Brandon in the CKY movies, especially CKY two K. That yep. is an all time one hands down. It's an all time great little fucking fun little flick. So. Yeah, that is it. Our top three for our favorite Jackass characters. Before we get on out of here, Sam, let's have your CGC spotlight. CGC spotlight this week. It's not a DC movie or a DC book. It's actually Marvel. Good. Thor 337. The first appearance of Better Ray Bill. 9.8 white pages, newsstand edition. Walt Simonson's story, cover, and art, this guy did it all, came out in November 1983, so it's a Bronze Age book. After checking the census, I realized that there was a lot more than I thought. There's actually two nine nines on the census. There's 916 nine eighths, 
1,122 96s. So that's how many people are butthurt that they didn't get that extra point. So wait, what, what's your grade? I'm sorry. Oh, 9-8. Cool. Yeah, 9-8, you know, newsstand edition, which is a little bit more than, than the comic stores because it was, you know, the newsstand. It's, it's usually harder to find. But on the CGC census data, they they don't separate from the standard to the newsstand yet. Right. I'm still waiting for that. But the last 9-8 sold for 450 so with, you know, the new Thor coming out and people saying, you know, Christian Bale. So people are hoping that Beta Ray is going to come. It's only a matter of time. We saw Stormbreaker and that's that's his hammer. So we'll see how that goes. There's a total of three thousand nine hundred and twenty eight on the blue label census. But if you check, there's also the signature series, which I, I told you before with the yellow label. There's actually an one nine nine on the census and there's. And 9.8, there's 161 of them on the six. I imagine it's Walt Simonson signing them. I'm sure some people got Stan Lee to sign it because, you know, it's Marvel, Stan Lee. But for me, if you didn't have anything to do with that book, I don't want your signature on it. Like, you, I, I respect Stan Lee. You know, you're great. You're, 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 obviously, you're a legend. But the only signature on this book should be Walt Simonson. And if I see any signature, you, you turn me off automatically because – it, you know, it, that's like me. If Bob Kane was still alive, I had a Batman book and said, Bob, sign this book. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just it, it doesn't sit right with me. But again, it's the first appearance of Better Ray Bill. One story just simply titled Doom. In space, we see the core of an ancient galaxy explode. Don Blake, Thor's identity, is walking down the street when Nick Fury and a couple of his guys need his help. They fly to outer space where Thor takes on Better Ray Bill. They have a badass battle. In the end, Better Ray gets the upper hand, picking up Molnir. And Odin mistakes Better Ray for Thor because he's holding up the hammer and whisks him back to Asgard, leaving Thor on Earth as a mortal. So that's my CGC Spotlight Thor 337. I appreciate every now and again going to Thor. I, I hope you went there because of Hemsworth and all the Hemsworth we talked about this week with Hercules and extraction. What a Hemsworthian episode. Oh, it was. And, and also again, I got, I bought it on IG. I got it from collectors underscore comics, Tom. They're, they're such a great guys over there. I really like nowadays. I really only deal with three people. I deal with Austin Reese at Reese's rare comics. I deal with Tom at collectors underscore comics. And I, 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 I actually been friends with Gene and BJ of short box comics on IG Two great guys. There are three trusted people that I will always send people to to go buy comics. Well, Sam, that'll do it for our episode. And I think that this episode was Hemsworth, a download. Hey. <laughs> uh, that was episode 184. We got a big show already planned next week with the Inside Xbox uh, presentation of our first look at Xbox Series X. So if nothing else, we're going to be talking some fun next-gen gaming. So I'm really psyched on that, Sam. Thanks for everything you did this week. As always, everybody be safe. We'll see you next week for episode 185. Everybody want to see me throw a fireball, but that's not right. Not in real life. You will fall down and break your leg. Everybody wants to see me break a leg. Well, I don't. I like fried rice and I got lice. That ain't nice.